To answer is human, to question is divine. Welcome to the world of the Hidden Gateway, an exhilarating podcast exploring the concepts humans have been struggling with since the dawn of existence, such as, who are we? Is there such a thing as good and evil, or are they arbitrary constructs? Does the paranormal exist? How can we evolve to a higher state? Can our mind influence what we term as reality? Providing a transcendental approach combined with hard-nosed humanistic analysis, we invite you on a journey to question your worldview in this theater of life. Join our host, Justin Williams, as he explores the outer realms of faith, the supernatural, human potential, and even our concepts of the universal creator with a fascinating array of guests. This is the unseen world, magical, mysterious, and mystical, where your only limitation is your imagination. This is The Hidden Gateway. Welcome back to The Hidden Gateway Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Justin Williams. Today's guest is Crow. Crow is the host of the widely popular show, Crow 777 Radio. Crow's podcast is the result of worldwide reaction to the now famous lunar wave footage, which was first filmed in September of 26, 2012, as well as the now massive collection of astounding high-definition clips shot from 2012 to the present and uploaded to YouTube on the Crow 777 channel. As Crow's popularity grew on YouTube, so did censorship and limitations with regard to producing anything resembling free speech or uncensored video. He also covers a variety of topics, everything from spiritual ideas to mass deception and social engineering. I'm very excited to have him on the show today. This is sure to be special. Crow, welcome to the Hidden Gateway Podcast, my friend. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So, hey, man, I want to just jump right into it. Let's talk about your show, Crow 777 Radio Podcast, man. Phenomenal show. I actually learned about you, I don't know, man, probably about a month, month and a half ago. You have some phenomenal topics. Uh was just kind of drawn to to you and, and what you're doing, man. So I, I just want to know, you know, how did you get started? Tell, tell me about it. Well, my telescope work um, that I was doing uh, kind of thrust me on the public stage and, uh, people started to want to interview me at first. I was thinking, why would anyone want to interview me? And I did some interviews and they were quite popular. And eventually that led me to launching my own podcast, uh, so that I could talk about the things that I feel are important. Nice. Nice. Very good. Very good. Now let's, let's go back to 2012, which kind of sounds like it, catapulted things for you with uh you docu- filming and documenting the the lunar wave so um i guess my question is why is this a uh misnomer and um from what i understand it's been filmed in front of saturn and jupiter as well no yeah um more more than once uh, i think it's saturn or no I, th- I think it's jupiter there's two catches in front of jupiter um if i had to rename it again, I'm not even really sure how, how the name lunar wave stuck at this point, but if I had to rename it, I'd probably call it a firmament wave. <clears throat> it seems to be anywhere provably in the ecliptic if there's something backlighting it so you can see it 
but who knows, maybe it's the whole sky. Uh, at first I thought it was specific to the moon, but that's been demonstrated that that's not correct. Okay. So help me understand what, what exactly is it and, and how is it, how is it, how does it come from? Do you, do you know that information? Uh, we we don't. It it appears to be a wave, a double wave. It's always in twos. It, it appears to be a double wave in the firmament. Um, I shot it in 2012. Um, I was a webmaster at the time, working in the digital world. I didn't want to open social media. I kind of already had an idea where that was going to go, and people kept bugging me after a year of filming. Um, they they said you've got to upload this. So I opened up a YouTube account. And that was one of the earliest clips and all hell broke loose very quickly. Within 30 days, the flat earth movement had just catapulted onto the scene and everybody was referencing that clip. Um, everything changed overnight because of that footage. Mm. Mm. Okay. Now you mentioned the permanent twice and I've, I've did my, I've done my fair share of research um, in, in regards to reading the book of Enoch, and, and that's a word that's mentioned in there a few times. And I just heard you mention the flat earth uh, people or movement had had some things to say about your videos and your, your research, etc. Are you one to believe that um, the, the earth is flat? I don't, I don't want to, you know, get deep into that conversation. We, we could be here all day <laughs> discussing that. But uh, curious to know what your, what your just your, your surface thoughts on that are. Well, I began, you know, I, I first got my first good telescope in the 90s. And back then, I believed everything NASA told me. I believed in the Hubble Space Telescope. And the longer I filmed, the more questions I had. And at first, I thought I was the problem in the equation. But as time went on, I began to realize um, these people are not telling the truth. And so basically, if NASA says it, no, I'm not on board. And as far as the Flat Earth Movement, they should be doing what they're doing. There should be nothing in this world that is considered unchallengeable, and that's what they've done. And the description of our world, uh, it's wrong. And our textbooks, they're wrong. It's provably wrong. When this first broke out, I didn't know what to make of it, um, and so I did a simple thing. I took my best optics equipment, and I shot across a 10, actually a little more than a 10-mile lake, and I realized right at that moment that I could see too far. So I knew the curvature model was wrong. Hmm. So basically, from my point of view, this is my point of view, um, all the space agencies are in the same club. Doesn't matter what supposed country they're from. Mm -hmm. And their goal is to ensure you know nothing about what's above your head. Right, right. Well, I can I definitely agree with that. My personal quote unquote mantra, if you will, is nothing is as it seems. This is something that was told to me by what I consider the the spirit universe, what God, whatever we want to call it, uh, a few years back, uh, roughly around 2014 ish. And uh, that certainly led me on this incredible, remarkable journey in in learning truth and in, in what I consider my truth. And and so hearing you say that, I, I, I understand why you say it. I guess that's the that's the best thing I, I should uh, should say at this point. Um, I, I don't believe man, probably ninety nine percent of what uh, we're told via media, um, you know, from the governments, et cetera. You know, so, um, man, I, I, I definitely get it. Um, You'd probably do well when you hear things from officialdom, from your television, from media to go the exact opposite way. You'll probably be a lot closer to reality. 
There you go. There you go. So, so I guess one question that, that kind of sticks out in my mind, Crow, is is why, right? And I, and I guess I don't expect you or anyone, for that matter, to to have the answer to to the why. But I'm I, I'm sure you probably have your thoughts. Why Why do you think it is that the the governments or the these these powers, the so called powers of the world, would want to keep this type of information from humanity? It's right in the word you just mentioned, government. Words have meaning, and we forget that a lot. Mm-hmm. The word govern, the prefix to that word govern, uh, means to control, and meant always means mind. So even in the word government, the, the, the mystery is revealed. It's to control your mind, to control the way you think, to make you controllable. Um, the big change in the world that came on in 2020, this is just a bid for basically one world governance, one corporation, these ideas and birth control. Of course, they want to limit the amount of people. They want to reduce the amount of people. Um, so I think the short answer is the word government tells you what this is about. Okay. Okay. Well said. Now you mentioned the, the big event that happened in 2020, obviously with, with the COVID and now here we are with this, these, these damn vaccines, right? These jabs and, you know, for the record, you know, I, I've never been, uh, you know, I've never received the, the vaccination, the COVID vaccination, never will. In fact, uh, my family and I, my wife and children, we stopped getting vaccinations actually back in like 2010, several years ago, because at that point we started learning about the dangers of vaccinations. And we were like, hell no, you know, you know we're, we're, this is done. This is done. We're, we're done with this. So um, let's talk about uncovering some truth regarding this, this COVID hoax that has been going on over the last couple of years here. I would love to hear your thoughts on that. This is something that I talk about all the time on the Hidden Gateway podcast with my guest. And I've, I've heard some very interesting um, thoughts from my guests, everything from spiritual warfare to, um, you know, the, the the governments are working with, uh, you know, these, these entities and, and trying to uh, do something along, along the lines of snow, uh, soul snatching. Um, I talked to someone just the other day where, where she told me that uh, the 5G um, is involved in it as well yeah, because it... Uh, um, changes the DNA and, you know, all this, all these other things. What what are your thoughts on, on the, uh, first of all, COVID as well as the, the vaccines? Well, I think it could absolutely be described as a spiritual war. One of the main goals of what we see in the world is population reduction. Uh, there appears to be an element of the inoculations which have lowered birth rates. Um, we covered it a long time ago. And it was funny because at the time it was aimed at women that it was somehow affecting the menstrual cycles. And within a week or two of us covering it, there was a news piece that said, hey, everyone's worried that this affects your fertility. Well, it's not true. We tested, you know, a thousand men. But you see, the argument at that time was that it was affecting women. Um, So we recognized what they were doing. They were playing a runaround. Uh, I've heard from people in very important places that birth for male fertility may be down by as much as 60% right now. It remains to be seen. But the thing about the inoculation is suddenly it was being forced without a law being passed, without any actual true enforcement or legitimacy behind it. They used words like mandate. Well, what the hell is a mandate? A mandate's not a law. Show me where does your authority come from? And they would ultimately say the CDC. And I would say, well, the CDC is a corporation, not a governing body. Show me where you're. And this goes in circles. It was just a corporate push to try to coerce or impose you to do this thing. And suddenly it was no longer allowable 
for anyone to question or to say, wait a minute, what's going on here? Well, what's going on here is when the vaccinations first came out, there was a lot of video of people sticking magnets to their arm after they'd been shot. Remember that? Uh, Yeah. And so do you really want something shot into your body that could attract a magnet? That's some kind of heavy metal, isn't it? But what's worse is they told you flat out that these shots were going to have your R uh, mRNA update your DNA. Well, <laughs> for two people with a brain cell to rub together, that kind of tells you where this is going to go, probably. Mm-hmm. Back in the 90s, Papa Bush, you know, the man who ran the CIA, he, yeah. went on, he went on the evening news and showed people, I think it was Monsanto, he was under a microscope with a needle, and they said, voila, look, the president has just modified DNA. And I think it was for corn or something. I don't remember. It was a plant. It went to the Supreme Court, and they won. And what they basically said is, Supreme Court, we have this privately held product, which is basically the same as a vaccine. It is patented, which is the same as a vaccine. And we modified the DNA of a plant that we could never patent because God made the plant. But we've modified it. And the Supreme Court said, yes, you can. Now you can own that plant that you've modified with your privately patented product. And so now tell me what the difference is between what they've done to human beings. Will there come a point when all of a sudden the DNA God gave you is not there anymore? It's been modified by a private corporation. Will that private corporation be able to claim you, own you? And the fact remains, that's already gone through the court system. And they said, yes, you can. So people who are just acting like they need to do what they're going to be told, those are the people that will probably not be with us if we manage to get to the other side of what's going on here. Right, right. I totally agree. You know, I um, I began practicing uh, spirituality back in 2020, and then I went and sat with ayahuasca uh, for three nights in the desert. And, uh, you know, I, I received all of these downloads and information from what I believe to be spirit. And, you know, at the time, you know, this was March of last year. And at the time I was told that there was going to be a mass purge of individuals. And, you know, I, at that time, you know, March, March of last I'm like, man, what the hell is this? You know, mass purge, what, what it could, what could it be? But as time has went on, it's, it's more clear than ever that it is from the vaccination and, you know, um, I think we're seeing it, you know, um, you know, daily, you know, I, like these little ticks, these little feeds on, on, on my, on my laptop here, um, in regard to, you know, um, you know, deaths and, you know, they, they don't label them, you know, they don't tell you, you know, what's going on. They saw this person died, this person died. And then you, uh, then I learned of a website that you can, you can go to as well to learn about, um, uh, you know, deaths from vaccines as well as, uh, people that have had, um, you know, chronic illness and, and other things as such. So um, it, it's crazy, man. It, it's crazy. But I thank God for, for people like you that, uh, you know, are, are, are doing doing their part to let people know the truth about what's going on out here. And it's it's almost as if there's been this, and, it, and this this is thrown around so much, but I believe it to be true. It's like a great awakening that's that's been going on. The, the energy has shifted, right? And um, yeah, man, we're, we're just in this, in the spiritual warfare type situation, man, it's, it's, uh, it is spiritual. Yes. It is is absolutely spiritual. And the people who choose to be told what to do are bereft of their ability to be free men and women 
the people who question and protect themselves and don't do what they're told until they comprehend the truths about the things that are being told to do. Those will be the people on the other side. As I like to say, the train wrecks already happened. We're just waiting for the body count. Um, and the other thing is, is we're hearing rumors that they're going to try to make their push for, uh, uh, the vaccine passport. And we already know that they're pushing for electric cars, which most of which have less than a 300 mile range. They're trying to close down the world so that you only know the general area you live in. It's huh. hard, hard to travel. Um, these are the things they're going to push. And what it comes down to is whether people accept it or they don't. Things don't work if they're not accepted. It's that simple. There you and go. If you are still baffled by so-called authority, uh, I would remind everybody, I was in the Marine Corps. One of the first yeah. things you're told is if you're given an order and you don't follow that order, you can be court-martialed. You can be thrown in jail. But you're told at the same time, if you are given an illegal order and you follow it, you will be responsible for that too. So if someone gives you an illegal order, and you choose not to recognize it, it's still on you. Damn. Um, and how many legal orders have we had in the last, it's like never before. Fancy words like mandate. Well, where's the law? No, this is a mandate. Well, I got news for you. I actually paid attention in school. No governor or president has the right to dictate anything to the people. That's called a dictator. That's not what we were told this is. So basically a governor can tell his staff what to do. The president can tell his staff what to do, but anything that applies to the people must be legislated into a law. And there are three branches of government that do that in case people have forgotten. And to be blatantly clear, the CDC is a corporation. They don't make laws. They have no authority over your existence. And these are the things that were conveniently forgotten by a lot of people. But I imagine there will be a lot fewer people because that was forgotten. You know what? What's up? You know, you mentioned CDC. What's up? It made me think about something. What's up with the CDC having on their website preparation for a zombie apocalypse? What the hell is that all about? It's just low minded nonsense, you know, and in a way you've got to wonder if they're, you know, people talk about 5G coming and we already have seen people sticking magnets to their arms or some metallic component. People have proved there's graphene. Uh, yeah. what, what happens when uh, RF radio frequency hits that? I don't know. Do they already know in a lab somewhere that people zombie out? Um, hmm. It wouldn't surprise me. How, how many decades have they been pushing zombie movies? Yeah. Uh, and, and what is Hollywood for? Hollywood right. is to prepare the way, right? The first time you see a shocking thing, it is shocking and unacceptable. By the time you've seen a shocking thing a thousand times, it is no longer shocking. And it's part of what you except in this world. Well, that's what Hollywood does. So the zombie apocalypse, really, as far as I know, that's in, in, in cartoons. So why is it on the supposed CDC's serious website? Right. Um, recognize your enemy. You know, is there an adult in the room? I would ask. <laughs> there you go. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I've always heard and read about Hollywood and how they are used specifically by the CIA to be an influence upon the masses, you know, and I've always heard that and read that, you know, in movies, they'll show you things that are soon to come coming down the pipeline. And then it makes me think of the Simpsons where the Simpsons, uh, you know, have allegedly predicted all of these events for the last, what they've been on the air 30 years, 
or something like that. And and how is that low-minded trash? How is that considered an American classic? That is the lowering of what yes. it means to be a human being. Yeah. That is wiping your butt in public, picking your nose, um, never opening a door for a woman. That is the low-mindedness that has been inserted into the consciousness in this country, and that helped pave the way. Um, the media is controlled. Go, go, go to a place like Wikipedia and look up how many businesses Disney owns, yeah. and then then ask yourself a question. You know, every time you see a big corporation merging with another, now what you're seeing is another step towards one world governance. And when you see things like Mr. Elon, the actor Musk, becoming CEO of place after place, that's just to avoid the merger, right? They're not uh, going to do the merger in public, but it's the same dude. And that doesn't even really matter at this point, because in some of the episodes we've done, we found that the high-ranking members of corporation are in overarching organizations, like the Club of Rome, the Trilateral Commission, the CFC, right. places like this. So... You know, corporation is not governance, and yet right now it acts as if it is. This is the big test. Will we allow corporation to run every facet of our life, like Ready Player One, where you're put in jail if you don't pay a corporation back? That's where they would like to have this head, but it remains to be seen. What will people accept? Wait, wait, Ready Player One? I haven't heard of that one. So what, what is this about? What is it? It's Steven Spielberg's wet dream about where this world is going. Technology is taking us, leaving the world of creation by the creator and entering a technical world built by men. You see, the men in charge cannot be gods of this world. They cannot make a fish. They cannot make a tree. They cannot be gods of this place. But in all the technical stuff that gets made, whoever is the creator is the owner. So if you create technical systems or the internet, you can be gods of that. And that's where we're headed. What Ready Player One shows is God's creation made so miserable that people are more than happy to go into the virtual reality world. And in that virtual reality world, the people who created it are the gods. They're basically corporation. <clears throat> so when you talk about the Steven Spielbergs and the Elon Musk and the Jeff Bezos and all these uh, you know, uh, powerful uh, guys that that uh, influence the world and, and, and call the shots. Am, am I going out on a limb here, Crow? Or, or could it just be possible that these these guys could possibly not even be human? Uh, am I just, just I, out there? I'm, yeah, I'm not going there. Um, <laughs> they may be influenced by things that are dark, but that's probably at a higher level. Um, okay. it, do, it does appear that at the highest levels, uh, they may be slaved out to something very dark. But down here in the real world, uh, we're not lizards. We're people. Everybody bleeds. Um, I've never seen anything that would lead me to believe anything different. But I do know that there are dark forces. I do know that this is a spiritual war. I have read um, from numbers of old authors that will tell you about spirits that are not your friends. Uh, right. They'll tell you about spirits that are your friends. There is a thing called angels in artwork all over this world at a period of time. Yeah. So it may well be that there's a dark side being slaving out people at the top. But at the end of the day, dark, the dark side has no power. That's why they need to control us because we do. God gave us the divine spark. The creator granted you the divine spark of life. 
it mm. granted you free will. That is one of the biggest gifts anyone could get ever. It gives you the power of creation at the same time because you have the free will to do so. He also made you beneficiary of this creation. The dark forces don't have those things. They have to coerce you and fool you and get you to give up your own energy so that they can put it to their ends. It's that simple, really. The dark wow. side has no creative power. I love it. I love it. And you said energy. So you're saying that they have no power. So they feed off our energy, our, our specifically our fear, right? As they put these things in place to create this fear with this damn vax and, and COVID and everything else. Am, am, I, am I on the right path here? How many people went out because they couldn't rub two brain cells together and they thought, oh, I'm going to lose my job. You know, we covered person after person who stood up and held their position and almost none of them failed. Almost none of them. And so what happened is, yeah, fear was implanted. We'll fire you. Really? You'll fire me? Show me the, the authority that allowed you to fire me because I won't take a medical procedure. Can you show me that law on the books? Well, it's corporate policy. And here we go in the circle again. Corporations don't govern <laughs> us. Right. Um, so it's, it's really that simple. Yeah, fear, coercion, people who are not that bright being tricked. Um, but this is a big... This is a big winnowing. This is the colander of life that is about to shake out basically the dead wood. The people who couldn't think for themselves, who refused to take a look at what's right and what's wrong, who refused to claim their rights. That's a very basic thing. If you don't claim your rights, you basically don't have any. Um, and so on the other side of all this, you're going to see a lot of people who did claim their rights, who did stand up, who did assess evil for what it is right right now, obviously you be, we believe in god we you know we, we've touched on spiritual warfare a few times you, you mentioned god a few times um what are your thoughts on religion um I, I think i know what they are but just tell me a little bit about it i'm also interested to know if you were raised like going to church etc and if so what religion and, and do you still practice like say christianity or catholic today my spiritual life is my most important life, but you'll probably be a little taken back by what I'm about to say. In my view, religion is spirituality gone wrong. Mm. Um, yes, I was adopted, and the people who put me up for adoption stated I was to be raised a certain religion, which I was. Mm. Um, but what I see is it's a club. You'll see religion after religion saying our way is the only way and all those other people out there mm. in the creator's creation, they're lost somehow. Who made anyone judge jury and executioner how is it that anything could be in this creation that wasn't put here it might be hard to understand why we have ticks and mosquitoes and yet we have ticks and mosquitoes and so if you can look at another race of human beings or another person and somehow figure they're less than you that they are not saved or that some there's some spiritual malfunction with them who the heck are you um, all this was put here. How did it get here? You know, you, you want to believe the mainstream that it crawled out of the goo? That's your privilege. You want to think that it was some random chance? It's a bit like a jet plane or, or, or a tornado going through a junkyard and building a functioning jet plane on the other side to assume that chance did all this. Um, the point is, is this is a creation. And I generally refer to it by the creator because a creation has to be created. But in terms of clubs and gangs and groups, and, and that's another thing. Religion is corporation now. 
yes, corporation is. is the biggest enemy of this world. And as there's another word that has meaning, corpse oration, the talking dead. They are given the rights of the living. They, they have no breath. Corporation has no breath, has no spirit, and yet they are given the rights of the living. Um, and the Dang. word itself tells you corpse, dead, right in the word, corpse. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the problem of our time. Corporation is richer and stronger than government. And even if we had government, that still world, word still tells you where we've been. That's mind control, controlling your mind so that you can be governed. Limited. Man. Love it. Love it. Very unique perspective on that. And I, I can definitely say that my thoughts uh, align with yours as well. I was one of those kids who went to church several times a week. You know, I'm talking three, four, sometimes five times a week. Uh, in fact, my mom is a, is a licensed evangelist. And, um, you know, I, I got away from religion, man. You know, I got away from it. And, and it wasn't easy. You know, it took me a year, maybe a year and a half to get over the guilty feeling of stepping outside of the programming that I was indoctrinated. And I tell you what, and I tell people this all the time, ever since I did that, I feel closer to the father more than ever, man. Letting all that uh, restriction go, letting all the um, programming go in regards to, um, you know, the way I was raised, right? The way I was brought up in the church. And uh, it, it's it's been this sense of freedom, this sense of liberation, uh, this this rebirth, if you will, in, in my life. So, uh, man, that that's that's good stuff, my friend. Well, think of, all, think of all the priesthoods in the world that we know about. What did they do? They hoarded power and they lorded it over the society to control them. And the, the premise there was, is that we're the priests. We're the only ones that can talk to the creator. We're the only ones that can interpret interpret the will of the, it's all nonsense. Each one of us was granted the divine spark. You don't need anybody ever right, to right. tell you what divinity is, or you want to, you want to meet the so-called God of this world, go out into nature. And in nature, whatever you learn, you will never be told a lie. There is no lie in nature. It is the creation made by the creator, and it is the be-all and end-all of this place. And yet we have corporations right now creating a synthetic world so that they can be gods of that synthetic world. And yet the original still remains as we wander away from it. Ooh, that's powerful, brother. That is powerful. That's a, that's what I tell my kids. The same thing you said about nature. When you know, when they were younger, they say they used to ask me about God. And I live in Arizona, and I said, you know, sweetheart, or to my daughter and, and and to my son, I said, son, look at those mountains over there, man. That's God. The air we breathe. That's God. When we lived in California, and we were at the ocean. I said, look at that beautiful ocean. That's God. I said, in fact, God lives within you, and you, like you said, when you talked about the spark. That's what I told them. We have been gifted and we have been served the power of creation because we are one with the father and we don't get caught up in this religion and these restrictions and this judgment, you know, and it's a beautiful thing. Unfortunately, you know, not a whole lot of people think like that. I think, you know, more do today than say maybe 10 years ago, but um, well, we, lost, we lost our, we lost our culture in this country. Yeah. What, what American yeah. culture is, is we like some TV shows and we watch some movies. That's American culture now. Culture is supposed to be important things handed down from the older generation that matter. And it has gotten so bad that when the Covidius minimus nonsense started, people veiled their spirit. They were told to put on a mask using fear. And no one remembered that your breath is your spirit. That used to be commonly known. Hmm. That your breath is your spirit. I got thrown out of so many places I can't tell you. 
And each one of them, as they were throwing me out, I said, you've forgotten what it means to be alive. My breath is my spirit and I will cover it for no man, for no corporate policy, for no ability to walk into a grocery store. At no point will I do that. And how is it that the majority, I still go out today, I see people in their cars by themselves veiling their spirit because of fear. Huh. Wow. I can believe it. Absolutely. Good stuff, Crow. Good stuff, man. Hey, I want to circle back to what we originally started talking about. Um, I learned that you are working with a gentleman by the name of Jason Lindgren. And, uh, you know, tell me about this film, Shoot the Moon, and, and why, why it was created. We'll love to so, hear about that. So, Jason, um, you know, I started the podcast, I, I think it was in the 20s. Um, I think I did his show and then I had him come on my show and do a reverse energy uh, interview. And at some point I just said, Hey, why don't you come on uh, full time? Uh, and so he did. And he kept saying to me, let's make a movie um, with all your footage that you amassed through the telescope all those years. And I kept saying, I, you know, fame's not for me. Um, I don't want to do that. Um, I don't want to be known in public. I don't, I don't, I can't stand cameras. I, I feel a bit like the American Indians used to describe it, where you feel mm. like a piece of your soul has been ripped off somehow. And even though we know that's not possible, I, I just don't like it. And then one day he said to me, he said, Crow, you're still alive. And if you don't take the time to record what you thought everything you did meant, then someone else will just put their story on it. And I realized he was right. Wow. So I agreed to do the film. Um, it went from basically it's a full two hour film with all the interesting things that I filmed in high def, the sun and the moon and what most people would refer to as UFOs. Um, and there's some spiritual ideas in the movie as well, but Jason released it. And I think we submitted to 25 or 30 film festivals. And at first no one would touch it. And I thought, well, no one's ready for this because I tell the truth about NASA. They're liars. They lie for a living. And I thought no one's going to touch it. And then all of a sudden it started getting picked up. And as it stands now, Jason has won 10 laurels for that film. The, la the last two came from India, Jaipur and Mumbai. So now the world's mind is changing and more ready to consider things that used to seem blunt and abrasive and unacceptable now that they've seen what the world is about over the past few years where a government would be happy to lock you in your room and bolt the door shut as has been happening in China. Um, okay. They're ready to consider the other side. And so the movie has been very successful. I love it, man. That's awesome, man. As I've been doing this podcast, I mean, I think I'm like about a hundred and some episodes in. I've been doing it almost um, two years now, actually two years this month is more and more people I talk to you know, on my show and e even out in the world where, where I'm out and about and I'm, I'm conversating with people. It's almost as if the conscious collective, if you will, everyone's not everyone, but a lot of people are doing things like that. And I just love the fact that Jason, you and Jason, um, you know, has done this, this movie and, you know, um, something that you said really, really, uh, really stuck out too when, when you first started telling me about the movie is when Jason told you, you know, you, you need to do something because someone else will will tell it. Right. Yeah. And um, 
let's talk about the importance of preserving books, right? And and the consequences of, of data collection. You know, I see here, you know, who is king, money or data? Let, let's talk about that. Well, you, you you're going in a couple directions, so I'll, I'll pick up with the uh, I'll pick up with the the money. If if I was to ask you what is king in the world, most people think it's money. Money okay. hasn't been king since roughly the year 2000. Okay. What's been king in this world is data, data collection. And all the people who are so happy to have all their accounts for free and give their data so freely have done damage that can't be quantified to this world. Um, the data that they collect gives them power like no one has ever had. Any major corporation or major powerhouse in this world that had access to all the data they've collected on you could tell you things about yourself you will never know, like the very minute you will die, where you will be, what will kill you, what group of people that puts you in. Things like this is what the data does. It's a bit of a time machine. It gives them the ability to predict future events to 90-something percent accuracy. It's power like has never been collected before in this world. But what's worse is all this digital world we live in where we go online to look up information. The data has also ruined that because if you go to the Internet and you have an account with anything, I don't care if it's Facebook, Gmail, if you have an account, there's a psychological profile on you put together by data collection bots Mm -hmm. and what people call AI which I call algorithms. And what that does is when you go to look for information, the intent of that search engine has no intent to give you good information. Mm. What its intent is, is to get as many clicks out of you as it can, because they've already projected how many seconds you have in your life and they want them all. That's what's going on now online. And what's worse is to get your information online. How many people out there read Animal Farm when you're in seventh grade? Most of America <laughs> did. Remember, remember the barn wall and Animal Farm? Yes, That's sir. what the internet is. The internet <laughs> is the barn wall and Animal Farm. Damn. Everything on Wikipedia or Wikipedia, as we like to talk it, it will be edited 10 times today by people who have no necessary credential or expertise They're just editing. Sometimes they're editing to cover the truth. Sometimes they're editing to invent the truth. Sometimes they're editing just because you're not allowed to talk about that anymore. And that barn wall in animal form was shown to each of us in roughly seventh grade. And how is it that the books that were legislated into the American public school system are all to do with what we're experiencing now? Brave New World, Animal Farm. 1984 there's almost every one of them uh, lord of the flies is about exactly what we're living right now how can that possibly be why didn't we read the great gatsby or moby dick or lord knows anything why were all of them post-apocalyptic tales and what's worse is books if we continue on this trajectory there will come a day when the last library closes there will come a day after that, which is a bit like foreign ha- Fahrenheit 454, where mm. they are burning books. You know why? Because a book can't be edited like the internet can be edited. So right. at some point, if this trajectory we're on continues to have books, they will have to be hidden. Um, and the whole reason for that is because somebody with authority and knowing probably wrote that book and did the best they could 
to tell you something important if it wasn't just a romance novel or something. But the main, it's the opposite of the Barnwall. It can't be edited. It's been printed hard copy. And the people who want to tell you that that can be changed need to quit smoking peyote. <laughs> Love it. That's a hell of an ending. Thank you. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Hey, Crow, one of the final things I want to ask you about, man, is the the, uh, the sky clock. And I know you have a recent interest in, and I'm probably going to chop this guy's name up, uh, Taicho Rahi, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Ta- Taiko. Tycho, Tycho, thank you, thank you, thank you. Never heard the guy. Um, you know, I did a little research on him before our chat, but uh, man, tell me about the sky clock in, in, in Tycho. The the sky clock represents the only real time in this reality we're all living in that we call this creation. It's the only real time that has ever existed. When you look at your cell phone or a wristwatch and it tells you it's noon, it's not noon. There is only one true noon made by the creator, and that is that the sun is at the highest apex for that day. That is noon. That is the only noon there will ever be, and yet we have all these devices that we rely on that give us fake noon, and we all act like it's real noon. That is part of us wandering from the creation to the synthetic nonsense where men will attempt to be gods. The sky clock is the arbiter of life here. It is the only reason we have light, because there's a sun. Truly, The only light of this world is the sun, the main light. There are lesser lights like the moon, the stars, even more so. But I can show you that there is one of the biggest living things in the world called the uh, Great Barrier Reef. It all spawns in the same month every year to replicate life in this creation because of the sky clock. Where I live in Rhode Island, each year the horseshoe crabs, ancient looking things, come ashore same time every year it's because of the sky clock and we've forgotten the importance of the sky clock and that's part of what i set out to cover when i started filming the moon nonstop and the chemtrailing of our skies nonstop mm-hmm. for five or six years uh, but the the sky clock needs to be re-established in the minds of everybody re-recognized And the appreciation needs to be reattached to human consciousness because that is real. That is not a computer program. That is not an algorithm. That is the creation. And it's part of nature. People don't realize that when you look up, nature doesn't stop there. Whatever you can see is part of the creation. That is nature. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a big deal. And Tycho Brahe was a man who did what I did just for a lot longer and with a lot more brains than I'll ever have. And he observed the sky and he gave us what I accept to be the true model of the so-called solar system, where the luminaries actually reside and how the so-called orbits actually happen. That was confirmed in the early 1900s by Rudolf Steiner, who also Mm. attached spiritual realms to those very so-called orbits. Um, Brahi, in my view, went against the grain, observed firsthand, learned what nature had to show him, and then he did his best to tell us what's true. Nice, nice. Well, I'll tell you what, that is definitely something I'm going to take a deeper dive in because I find that very interesting. And based off what you said, it sounds like there's a whole lot of truth to it. So definitely something I need to learn more about, which I will. Hey, man, this has been awesome. You are a great guest. 
And you have definitely brought some phenomenal information to the Hidden Gateway podcast. I know our listeners are really enjoying this episode. One last request for you, Crow. Yep. I ask each and every guest that comes on the Hidden Gateway podcast to leave our listeners with what I like to call a token of love. This is simply something that you feel that the listeners need to, lo- to know in this moment in time. It can be whatever comes to heart. It can be a minute, two, three, four, even five minutes, whatever you All believe. Right. I got gotcha. you. you know. Cool. All right. First off, just so people know, all my work's at crow777radio.com. If you're a member, you get the movie for free and, of course, free access. The thing I would leave everybody with is the following. In this creation, it is our job to determine what is acceptable, what is unacceptable, what is good, what is not good, what authority should have over us, what authority should not have over us, and to reflect on the just gifts we've been given. We're alive. We have free will. With that, I would say each day when I am spiritually engaged, I say that I love the creator with all my heart. I serve others selflessly and I will attempt to be the best I can be. That's what I would leave people with. Awesome, man. In fact, that's beautiful, brother. Thank you so much, Crow, for being a guest here. And to our listeners, we really hope you enjoyed this episode. In fact, if I know my audience, I know you did. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Hidden Gateway podcast. As always, remember, you can connect with us at thehiddengateway.com. Shoot us an email as well as a lot of you do. Support at thehiddengateway.com. And thank you, thank you, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This will now conclude this week's episode. As always, until next time, good people, stay positive, stay questioning, be love, and be free. The Hidden Gateway, out.